Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Hello. I have three questions for you. When you're talking NBA with your white co-workers, do you say that Dallas Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA to position yourself as non-threatening in the office? And when black people think that you talk like a white person, do you reply, hey, hey, you would too if you graduated from an HBCU. Are you Rachel Dozer? If you do or are any one of these three, then you are suffering from the contribution of white privilege. Hi, my name is Nassour Nuru, and if you are looking to go from Wayne Newton to Wayne Brady, please give us a call at 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMS. That's 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMS. Give us a call now before you turn into TV. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird in 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. And now we have Hanif Sowell, the senior correspondent of the light skinned delegation. Wait, what the f is that? Light skinned delegation? <laughs> We, the light-skinned delegation slash coalition slash network, call this emergency press conference to remind everyone that Charlemagne the God, despite his many dermatological efforts, is not, nor ever was, a member of the light-skinned delegation. At present, the late Michael Jackson was the only confirmed member to ever make the conversion. We have denied Charlemagne and Sammy Sosa's application on numerous occasions. In more pressing news, we unequivocally denounced the abhorrent act of the light-skinned man who took engagement photos in a cotton field with his colonizer fiance. Benedict Arnold and his bride-to-be Becky do not in any way represent the delegation and effective immediately, he has to identify as a white man on his census application. Light-skinned men will forever hold blackness in high regard and we have a zero tolerance policy against this type of behavior. No further questions at this time. Pushes through crowd. Um, my my review that I wrote after I finished watching it was so I watched ten episodes of Lovecraft Country, yeah, and all of this phenomenal storytelling and symbolism just for it to tell me that the black man has to sacrifice himself so that our woman can raise our seeds with the guidance and wisdom of gay men. That's that's my synopsis. So wait, wait. But what, what 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 do you think that the the main character sacrificed? He he died for. His, oh, you didn't finish it. Wait, no. Wait, hold up. Who do you consider the main character? The the uh, not the, Angela Bassett husband. No, the young guy. The young guy. The young guy died. Damn, bro! I didn't know you didn't finish watching it. I, I only watched five episodes. I'm sorry. Well, I spoil you. But no, well, let's just talk about it because I ain't going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, spoiler alert, oh boy, he died? Ultimately, like, he ultimately sacrificed himself so that everybody could, could live. But when you when you actually look at it from my perspective, yeah. the, the two strong, dominant male main characters, which was Courtney B. Vance, and then, um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? I have to look it up now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep talk. I, I, I'll get it up right now. But, uh, yeah, those two characters ultimately died. And Omar, or the father, he lived and he was, the, he was ultimately, and then they had, he had a, a son and they ultimately were the only males that were left in that family. The name is Jonathan Majors. He plays the character Atticus on Lovecraft Country. Yes. So when Tick, Tick dies, he essentially leaves, you know, um, Journey Smollett and, you know, in charge of everything. And then uh, Omar, um, what's his name? Michael K. Williams Michael, in real life. Michael K. Williams. They're still alive at the end and then they're forging forward. Now, if you remember, well, I don't know, at some point they tell you that 
Lovecraft Country is a book from the future written, written by the son of Tick, who wasn't born during the, the show. Right. And, and there's still room for them to, to add upon that in another season if they decide to do it. But what I'm saying is, is that he did all of that to sacrifice himself. And now his bloodline and his legacy is the woman um, of his life and his gay father. And I just thought that that was some sort of symbolism for something that's actually happening in, in the world. Oh my God. I mean, that is happening in the world. But anyway, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Jonathan Majors, I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. He's actually supposedly 31 years old. This dude looks a little, he looks older than me. Um, he has a movie. I think we should watch it only because of the title. It's kind of funny. So in 2019, this is how he came to prominence. This is based on what Wikipedia is saying. He starred in an independent feature film called Get this. The last black man in San Francisco. There you go. Yeah. I want to see that. You saw that? I did see it. Oh, how did you like it? I, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good movie. Was it one of them deep type of indie films where you got to like really get into it, get into it? Like you got to shut up and sit down and really pay attention to it? Yeah. That gotta, type of deep? Because yeah, it's, it's more, di- it's more about the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know what though? I ain't going to lie. If I did put a film out, my film would probably be like that too. It's, I think yours would be too because we're dialogue heavy. Right. You know what I mean? We some highfalutin motherfuckers. But speaking of highfalutin, speaking of highfalutin bullshit, Hanif has a new segment. So for those who have been our passengers, our fans, people that have been listening to this new phenomenon called the late night flight, we put together a lot of different skits. Some good, some bad, some non-existent. You know, but we like to have fun. That's just what this is right now. This is a workshop for us. We're just having fun through our work week because, hell, all we do is work for the most part. You can't do anything right now in 2020. You know why. We ain't got to explain that. But anyway, so Say Don't Say is this segment that Hanif is going to explain. I'm going to just let you know that, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it. I'm going to tell you what. Me and my man Smarts. So for those who don't know, give you a little peek behind the curtain. Smarts is an, one of the engineers that work with me. Like I cut it up. I do some engineering too. Um, I got another guy that do some engineering, maybe do some master work on it just in case. So me and him was texting when we basically finished it together, got the music, got everything together. I'm going to share the text. Is <laughs> Hanif may be mad at me. I don't know. But Hanif, please take it away. Let people know about this and then I'll play it. All right, so Say Don't Say is uh, just me um, taking or seeing on social media or in my interactions, seeing how men are trying to communicate with women and they might be having a, a tough time saying things. And this is just another way to say some of the things that you want to say. Uh, most of it is in jest. Um, and I just wanted to give men the opportunity to be able to use their words to mesmerize the woman in their lives. All right, fellas, prepare to get taught. All right, here we go. Prepare to get taught. This is Say Don't Say. Here we go. Fellas, if you've ever found yourself struggling with the right words to say to your woman, if she ever questioned why you were a grown man on a third grade reading level, if she ever said the reason why she cheated was because you don't know how to communicate, I'm here to help. I'm going to give you the words that will mesmerize your queen and have her questioning her inability to see you for the king that you are. This segment in our program is called Say Don't Say with your relationship guru. I need so well. I need so well. Don't say, how was your day? Say, welcome home, babe. Here's a glass of wine. Have a seat and unwind while I make sure that dinner is ready and do everything that I can so you don't have to lift a finger for the rest of the evening. And if you need to talk, I'm all ears. Babe, is your getting fatter? Or are you just happy to see me? Don't say, how many partners have you had before me? Say, 
I appreciate a woman with some experience. I want you to have lived so that you can have a point of reference as I take you to new heights to see sights unseen. Because before me there was none, and after me there shall be no more. Don't say, which one to eat? Say, I took the liberty of ordering us dinner from that Black-owned restaurant I heard you mention a few weeks ago but never had a chance to try. I got a healthy option and some guilty pleasures so you can taste the orgasmic food burst in your mouth and support Black business at the same damn time. Don't say, baby, I'm coming. Say, don't worry about me pulling out. I've mastered the art of semen retention. So when I shiver and curl into a fetal position, that's just my chakras aligning. And I'm not asleep. I'm in a deep meditative state manifesting our future together. Yo. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I feel bad that I'm about to read some of these texts because I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. I like it. I mean, now that I'm listening to it, I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't like it as much as I thought I liked it on Wednesday, but I like it though. So, <laughs> yo, yo. So I sent it to him. This is after I asked you. I said, yo, Hanif, you cool with this? You said, yeah. I said, all right, fine. No, I'm saying no problem. You know what I'm saying? So, so he like, check folder. So I'm listening to it. So my first thing, I said, God is bad. <laughs> I said, I said, yo, and then he says to me, I said, I said, I said, he says he was super loud. And, you know, laugh my ass off. So then I replied back. I said, does he hate me? Maybe I'm not easy. <laughs> does he hate me? Maybe I'm not easy to work with. I think it's me. <laughs> so then he says, he says, yo, what happened to the uh, LSD, g- uh, the LSD gag? I'm like, I don't know. He hasn't done one in a minute. And then he says, he writing bars, though. Leave him alone. So I said, all right, all right, all right, no doubt. (laughs) And then I replied back. I said, it's like he's dreaming of having the most undesirable woman in Philly. (laughs) 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 So with all that being said, here's a spoof right now. Here we go. Are your interpersonal skills lacking because you rather tweet than talk? Rather tweet than talk? Do you say you're a real because you think your pops was one too? Or is it the fact that you don't know how to verbalize your definition of the separation between love and sex? So you rather lie because you know you're smarter than a woman, right? Am I right though? Am I right though? Am I right though? You know who I am. I'm not a relationship guru. I just say what I want in an honest manner to display a candid yet understanding demeanor. This is Say, Don't Say. Don't say, I'm about to come. Say, oh, Stacy, get up. Get up. Get right there. Get right there. Get right there. Yes. Yes. Say, yo, let's get that orgasmic food from that black owned business. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Say, I'm about to run to Popeyes. You want anything? Much better. Much better. And don't say, I voted for Biden. Say, I voted for Barack Harris. Say, don't say. Say, don't. Yeah, did you eat that? So you wanted this track to my say don't say? No, no. <laughs> we it's just <laughs> we we had to, I had to spoof it. I had to spoof it, yo. <laughs> we, we officially in a battle now. Oh, hey, yo, what the <laughs> f- this is a poly right here? How likely are women to marry a wealthy man or die trying? They are very likely to do just that. Um, I'm, I'm actually started studying this this term called hypergamy or hypergamy, which is essentially the biological uh, factor that makes women want to marry up. A woman will normally want to marry a man who's in a better standing than her, and that's where we get this modern day thing called hypergamy where women are going to look for men who make more money than them, who have higher status, who are apparently uh, more intellectual, all of these things that they can look up to and adore men. So um, we want to play a clip 
for y'all, the, the clip that kind of went viral on social media where this gentleman by the name of um, Kevin Samuels, he's like a, uh, some sort of internet uh, guy that, that tells women how to attract wealthy men or, you know, that's... <laughs> um, so, yeah, just I want to play the clip for y'all so you can hear the exchange that happened between him and a young lady who called into the show and then we'll, we'll, we'll dissect it. I honestly want a six-figure guy. Uh, is what I'm realizing. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father that aren't related to you that means you don't know these men you don't know where to go get them you don't know what they want but you're still saying pick me they don't want mid 30 year old baby mamas i'm trying to be polite man but they don't want those can i ask you a question did you hear what i said yes so <laughs> So that's just a piece of the clip, but he goes on further to, you know, tell her that, you know, he get her to rate herself and she rates herself a five with no makeup and a six with makeup. But she does say that she has a nice body. She's a size three dress. And he's like, men don't care about that. And as it stands in society, right, as long as this hypergamy thing exists where women are looking for men who have a lot of money uh, and wealth and that sort of thing, men technically have the control over who we want to eventually deal with. Now, we can break it down deeper and say that, listen, that's technically only 20% of men, right? 20% of men that 80% of women are going to gravitate towards. And then 80% of men who are basically waiting in the wings for that man to treat that woman wrong so that he can come in and be Captain Saver and, you know, get his piece of the pie afterwards. Okay, so if I may, and I'm not trying to evade what you're saying, to be honest with you, that's a little bit too numerical and science. I don't want to say scientific, but it just, it, it, you can't make money you cannot turn money into science. Science is science. Money is this made up tangible that means a lot now because it, you know, it's money. It's a, it's a problem solver. And, and everyone likes money. So it's kind of hard to, you know, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying for me personally to say, you know, 80% of women will always gravitate to these 20% men that are making so much money. I mean, I guess it is what it is because people just like money. Now, I just want to break down the clip real fast, if I may. First of all, Hanif, she did talk about the size three dress, but she didn't say it the way you said it. Um, as far as um, the body part, she said, my face is a five, but my body ain't though. That's what she said. That was funny. I th <laughs> no, she, she, no, she said she has a nice body. Yeah, I know. But she said, my body ain't a five, though. Like, she replied it like that. That was funny to me. She's like, my body ain't a five, though. She wanted you to know that. So, um, I mean, look, you know what? She's just in a surrounding where she, the, the, the friends and maybe even family members of her are not doing as well as her financially. Right. And that's troublesome. Because imagine... If you're like, 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 let's just use a low number, but it's high. Let's say you make $76,000 a year. 76, yeah, 76,000 a year, 76K. But you're the only one out of your six friends making 76K. And your friends know it too. Right. You're going to be looked at as the person that's going to, you know, get that tab. You know what I'm saying? Right. Pay that bill. Oh, we're going to watch the Tyson fight. You know where we're going to watch it at, you know? Right. And, but you only making 74000 Like, you can't supply a family. Correct. You know, with 74000 No disrespect. I'm not over here knocking the, the numbers. I mean, 74000 as a single person is great. What I'm talking about is if you are having people around you, having dependents in some type of manner, even if they are working people, if they over here and you're eating up your Tostitos and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? They dependents. So anyway, 
The point I'm making is this sister needs to find a way to meet different men. And this is why, you know, we talk about these relationship conversations all the time. I think we, we talked about the, you know, is it okay for your 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 woman to be friends with, with the ex? And you're like, hey, you know, it's a small world and sometimes we just got to grow up and be mature. But these are the things where I'm, you know, not trying to use a rebuttal or be against you. It's just more of, yo, well, look, just fly to California. Go to Nevada. Go see other people, other places. Everybody is not... Everybody is not rich in your section, in your area. And, and I'm not talking about like whether it's urban or suburban. I'm just talking about your, the circle of people that you may know, you know, or even the, associ- the associates outside of it. You don't know people's money. You don't know what they're really doing. If you're going to have to meet people. And if you want to meet people for real and try to find out who's really making money and not, I mean, you might need to travel a little bit. You'll meet different people. You can't just expect the next dude next door to the next dude to be better than the last dude. It's not going to work like that. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I think another thing that, you know, everybody needs to, to consider is to adjust things for scale. You, you know what I'm saying? Because if everybody's looking for like a millionaire or, you know, a, a multimillionaire or whatever, like you have to think about, you know, where you are. And what um, attributes you want to attract to yourself. And when you when you shoot that high or when you're not being practical about your application, you going, you might end up falling short. I disagree and, with that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do disagree with that. I, 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 I'm going to finish. I'm sorry about that. My bad. So the point I'm trying to make is that like, yo, OK, like you were saying, 76,000 a year, relatively speaking, is a decent amount of money. You know what I'm saying? And if if applied the right way, you can make it into something. Now, if you're a woman making 40000 a year and you date a man or involve yourself in a relationship with a man that's making 76000 a year, that's still a come up for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you look at it in those terms instead of saying, yo, I make 40000 and I'm only dealing with dudes who make 250000 those dudes might not necessarily be interested in you because you can't even get into the same spaces that they, they congregated. I get that. I think that, see, this is where um, Internet Tyler Perry, the old head, you know, he he has a bit of an ego to him and he should calm that shit down a little bit because, see, the I think the angle that he came at her with was, you know, it was a little more deliberate to me. It was more like, yo, was he hurt by some woman in his time? Because, yo, all he had to let her know was, yo, you just need to go other places to meet more men. That's really it, yo. You know what I mean? Like, don't make it seem like just because she average, she's not going to meet a doper man. There's so many men out here. And if she's dope within herself, because you heard her, she was confident. She like, my body, my, she like, she knew herself. Look, she went on viral television and said, on internet TV, and said that I'm a five. So in my opinion, I think this woman is more confident than people think. And, and, and she, even though and see the old head not respecting her confidence, he over here like, look, man, you're going to die alone. Why, what? Like, yo, she OK. Obviously, she's not getting it all the way, but that's because you dissing her in the middle of it, too. You yeah. taking shots at her while she's trying to like she's willing to, you know, undress herself. I don't mean it like that, but, you know, she's willing to undress herself. To say to, to so she can hear out, you know, from a male's perspective, a 51-year-old male's perspective. So that that holds weight to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, in my opinion, like he could have her if he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like he just he he I ain't saying he blew it, like, well, he did blow it, but um, you know, maybe he didn't want none of that. But I'm just saying, like, though, this woman was willing to be dressed down. On basically, well, we don't want to call it national television, but internet TV is near national TV like a motherfucker right now. I mean, do you know what type of women usually do that, Hanif? Do you know what type of women usually do that? Like willing to get undressed in front of viral television? Do you know who has started that legacy and now is a multi-megan million billionaire? Try Howard Stern. Oh. Howard Stern has... He has put a mountain together, a monopoly, if you will, by having porn stars from Brandy Love to Jada Fire ride Sibians and talk about sex, have lesbians come and rub their stuff while he's just talking to them. Yeah. That's crazy. So in my opinion, you know, 
this guy right here, you know, I, I just feel like, yo, if you're not trying to do shock jock radio, then you just a rude motherfucker and you shouldn't be giving out women advice. How likely are women to cheat while ovulating? Um, they're very, very likely to cheat when they're ovulating. And if you, if you follow my social media, um, I have a hashtag called woman always cheating. Um, and it's in my effort to normalize cheating or get people to understand. Now I have scientific evidence and we're about to play you the scientific evidence that tells you that women are more likely to cheat when they're ovulating. Are humans biologically programmed to mate for life? Most religions and cultures urge us to. But is that what evolution has in mind? Human beings can play more than one mating strategy. Okay? It isn't like we have rigidly one kind of mating instinct. Human beings may choose to mate in a monogamous fashion, one man, one woman and they may stick together with that person. Or they may choose a different sort of a strategy, which is more like other mammals do, which uh, evolutionary psychologists call an unrestricted strategy, in which people don't commit to one another. And you've got multiple sexual partners. It's long been thought that males are the more promiscuous sex, that they're the ones who play the field. After all, their involvement in child creation need be little more than a one-night stand. But new research is showing that women may also seek sexual variety in the most subtle ways. It's been proven that women tend to prefer guys with masculine faces. Well, some of the time they do. It depends on how close they are to ovulation. Here are two different versions of the same man. Women prefer the more masculine one when they're ovulating, the more feminine one when they're not. The preference for masculine traits at peak fertility makes sense. But the next piece of the puzzle is a bit of a shock. That preference is not just restricted to single women. Women, even married ones, may be biologically driven to promiscuity. So, woman might choose as a long-term mate a, a partner who possesses good dad traits, kind, um, willing to uh, provide for a woman and her offspring, then, under certain circumstances, engage in unfaithful behavior in order to gain access to those sexy traits, those traits that are indicators of good genes that she could uh, then pass on to offspring. When would this be for a woman? Well, first of all, when her long-term partner doesn't possess those traits. And secondly, um, during the narrow window within the reproductive cycle during which she could become pregnant. It doesn't make sense for a woman to engage in unfaithful behavior if she uh, has no chance of conceiving an offspring. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, hold on. Hold on. What the f is a sexy treat, though? <laughs> and you know, she, she gets to tap into her sexy treats. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the carnal, like, passionate part of sex. Oh, like, my God. Listen, I, and I've been reading on this and it's been blowing my mind. Like, so, it, it, and it's something that you, you, you innately kind of know and peep how people interact or whatever, but... When you have a woman who is ovulating, right? This is where she is at her most peak fertility and ready to, to get pregnant, right? And, and she's bad horny. And even in, you know, relationships or whatever, when a woman hits the stage, like she's, she's passionate with her sex. And what they're saying is like, she's attracted now to men who have certain features that are more masculine. So if they more muscle, they got a, a, a strong jawline, you know what I'm saying? Or even those like Polish behaviors where it's like, he's a little on the wild or dangerous side, but I'm curious, I'll, I'll have sex with him, right? But then- mm -hmm. Like internet Tyler Perry from last segment. Yeah, right. So it, it kind of pushes into that. But then what happens is once that period is over, now they go into 
basic survival mode. And they're like, I need security now. If I got pregnant by the the at the club that I that I let smash me in the bathroom, I now need to have a man that is caring, loving, who will take care of me and this child while this man is off gallivanting and doing whatever else he wants to do. And that's like a basic like generalization. This doesn't always happen like that. There's other nuances that come into play. But if we were like gorillas or animals, that's exactly how it would go. Hold on, hold on. You, you, I think you, you skipped a little small minutia about what she said as well. She said what? to have sex with this more masculine-faced man to pass on sexy genes to their offspring. Right. So, so now we're talking about a mixture of things. Like, I didn't even know that that this person's, you know, like if he had, if she, let's say this, the married woman had sex with the dude mm-hmm. because she was ovulating, she wants to have a child. Right. So now we got to play this game of who's 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 the father. Now, remember, I don't know if you remember a few weeks back. Well, I, I, I don't I, know science to to the extent of how long. You know, my 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 uh, semen can last. I I'm sorry. I, I didn't. No, no, but but for I didn't get male, biology. For, for men, paternity is paramount. Like we need to know that our children are ours. It's something that's innate in us that we want to have our bloodline continue. Right. So. Ooh. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue that. I have made a statement a few weeks back. I don't know if you remember. That being a stepfather uh-huh. is the same as being a cuckold, right? I and we read the definition. Okay. But as far as I'm concerned, right, right, right. If a man doesn't establish paternity of his child and agrees to raise another man's child, he is in fact a cuckold. Okay, so. I, I, all right, that's all right. That's that's another discussion for another day. I'm, you know, that's fine. But the point, all right. So let me make, let me make a point real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. All right. So the 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 thing is is when she gets into that phase of like, you know, I need security and I need a man that's going to be there and provide for me and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This is where you know we start talking about alpha and beta males. This is where the beta male steps up. And shines, you know what I'm saying. And this is why I made the the stat the other day, saying like, "Yo, if you were a good dad, um, more than likely you probably got cheated on." Okay. Oh no, nah, I get that. I get that. But I mean, yo, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That beta or that 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 father, that good father, needs to find a way to just be whatever that that. Physically, that man, as best as he possibly can. Right. That's what that means, honestly, in my opinion. is It's not... See, the, the, the beta can easily be an alpha. Right. The same way an alpha can easily become a beta. For sure. But if everybody looks at the alpha as this is the shit, this is what, what it's supposed to be, then why not everybody jump on the alpha bandwagon and let's just all be alphas? Let's stop trying to decipher who's which. Not because some of it is, some of it is innate. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you can look the part. You can, you can do enough to get by. Right. But if you have, like, and there's a lot of factors that go in to depend on how you was raised, mm-hmm. you know, how you look at women and all of that. Right. You can get buff and look the part and it'll have some sort of effect on you, and, but it's short term. If this not naturally you and you don't gravitate towards that and you keep shifting back and forth into beta, mm-hmm. now... What you should be doing, if we know that women have these two cycles of attraction, then you need to follow her cycle and act the part of the alpha male when she needs you to, and then be caring and concerning on the other and be be multifaceted as a man. Yeah, but that's the point that I'm just making. I'm just saying you need to be all of that. You don't, but I feel as though don't be any beta. Like, yo, okay, so in the study, they were saying that and just them sitting down on the computer. Looking at the faces, same face, by the way, same person. They just made one more masculine, made more and more feminine. They right. geared toward the masculine one. So by physical attraction alone, 
This is what they went for. So what I'm saying is for all you betas out there, work on the things that you need to work on to be, be to physically become or look more masculine than what you used to look. Because it is a look that she's attracted to. She loves you for all the other things except the look. You know, if I was someone that was all about the look and I didn't have anything behind it, then imagine what the one, the day that this person, not me, but the, the, I, mean, I ain't mean to say me, I'm just, I'm talking, so that's why I said me, but imagine a person that would think all about their looks to the day they say to themselves, I want to be in love, they don't have nothing to offer. Now they're f- because if they want to have offspring to carry and do things of that nature, no woman would do that with them because they can't be taken seriously. So again, it's all about all men, all men being, you know, as, as great as they can be. That's just all that matters. You know, now we can't look at it like, no, man, don't get me wrong. I'm not like disagreeing with your science because scientifically based on what they were saying, it was proven science of, of what attracted them. But in my opinion, that can be solved. It's not about looking like a beta. You know what I'm saying? I would, listen, I'd rather appear as an alpha than to not be, than to be a beta. Right. If, 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 if that is what it is, if we got to play the who's the real in the situation and, and this is what I would do. Oh, I can't be an alpha. Maybe I'm not all the way an alpha yet, but I'd rather appear as such than to be a beta because what is this getting me? I got to sit here and look at little Joshua while she go make a run and go suck something. No. We ain't doing that. Why don't you go hold little Joshua while I go ahead and get these pull-ups popping, you know what I'm saying, go buy me a challenge and just go run north real fast and and let you go chase me down. When you coming home? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm done. Just like everybody, like this is, it's deeper science to it, but this is just the surface level or simplification of what happens in day-to-day relationships. I do want to say one thing though, if I may. This actually happened in real life. Well, not, not really real life, but I saw this in real time in a movie called The Departed. So if you remember, Matt Damon uh, was, you know, he was the rat, Uh, spoiler alert, he was the rat, but he found himself a woman that he wanted to settle down with. Now, this woman realized, dang, this dude was a cop. Now he's like a state detective. He's on his way up. He's going to make money. She's a she's a, a, a cop shrink, a cop a psychiatrist. She's making money. So she's like, okay, you know, this is going to be great. Fine. Good man. She, out of nowhere, here comes Leonardo DiCaprio. He's an undercover cop, but he just, just you know, this DiCaprio. So he's just acting. He acts it well. He's just bugging. Yo, who the f*** is you? Who the f*** is you talking to me? I just want some f***ing pills. What you talking about? She like, huh, huh, um, okay. You want to go to dinner sometimes? Huh, y- yeah, why not? And then what happens? He over here before. Now, check this out. Out of Just out of nowhere. Like, yo, everything seemed good in the movie with her and Matt Damon. Like, it was normal. One day, she just wanted to come by old boy house. Came by DiCaprio house. Banged down DiCaprio. Then, then... Two scenes later, she's showing pictures of a, what you call that? A stonograph? I don't even want to be like, I, I don't know. Is that what you call This is, this is actual film depiction of our, our, of our conversation. This is very accurate. Okay. So she shows a picture of that to, to Matt Damon, like, yo, and this is the little body and da, 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 da. So it's like, yo. Right. Right. In living color. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. How likely are you to take the COVID-19 vaccine? I was actually one of those people who was like, yo, if I'm listening to the science, then science is saying we have to get at least 75% of the people to take it in order to reach herd immunity. And most of the people that I talked to was like, I'm not taking it. So when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, well, I think we should probably take it in order to get to that herd immunity. And then I heard this clip. How many of you guys are planning on getting the uh, COVID-19 vaccine? No judgment. 
No judgment. This isn't a left or right issue. I'm just genuinely curious as these articles are ramping out about vaccines, how many of you guys are going to be among the first to inject this experimental vaccine um, that's been rushed into your arms? I, I'm just been, I've been amazed, really, just seeing the power of propaganda. And if people say things enough time, people completely suspend critical thinking. Like I was just trying to work out how a virus that has a 99% survival rate needs a vaccine that has, um, at best, I think Moderna recently said, a 94% effective rate. That was the controversial uh, Republican pundit, Candace Owens, um, presenting that, that information, right? And, you know, I've been looking at the numbers, right? So I watched the COVID and, and as much as they talk about, you know, it's over 200 some odd thousand deaths um, versus the amount of cases, when you break it down, it is literally a 1%, um, a 1% death ratio. So 99% of the people who get COVID actually survive it. Now, we don't know what the long-term effects of it is going to be, but when you balance that against a 94% effective rate, which means that, you know, it's a 6% chance that you'll still get the virus, um, what's the point in taking it? And, you know, I, I think, you know, I've been thinking about this in my own personal life is like, there's a lot of things that we can do to be preventative, to strengthen our own immune system and have it do what it's supposed to do. Whether it's, you know, just making sure you eat right, you know, do some exercising and, you know, making sure that your immune system is strong as possible. Then if you so happen to get COVID, uh, you'll, you'll have a better chance of coming out on the other side. You know, the funny thing about all this is it is a lot of the public's fault. It is a lot of us. We are at fault when it comes to this vaccine because we have fear monger. It's yeah. our fault. It really is. So think about it. We have watched that ticker on CNN tell you how many people died, how many people tested positive. The country, not just New Jersey or New York or California, the country. And every day it rises, it rises, it rises. And then when even when it stalled, the number seemed high, so high, we called it a pandemic and this, this and that. And that's why you have people out here talking about, I don't give a about a mask. Or, you know, they say all these, you know, wild things, not not trying to promote the health and safety of others, just more of the liberties of themselves very selfishly. And we and we have all, you know, we were at fault for this because now this vaccine probably is going to be uh, it's going to be, you know, we're going to wind up taking this vaccine one way or the other. You want to take a you want to take a flight? You better have your papers. You work in healthcare, Papers. You work as a teacher or you work in a call center where you're going to be uh, interacting with other people, papers. That's yeah. what it's going to be. And it's going to be your livelihood or, you know, no livelihood. So I'm going to always go with livelihood on that. So, I'm, you know, they're going, to, they're going to get me at some point in time. Now, I agree with you as far as we should definitely work on our immune system, exercise, eat right. Definitely, you know, on that level. And that's not like the personal trainer in me talking. That's just some real shit. I'm cool with that. However, nobody wasn't saying all that shit when, when these numbers were rising, was they? No. Everybody was slapping their hands on their face like Macaulay, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Run to, oh no, oh no, Godzilla's outside. Get the f in the house. Toilet paper and Lysol. Oh my God. Wear a lubricant. No, no, be the lubricant. Be it. Be that. How likely is it that more rappers are going to jail for taking PPP loans? Too many. Uh, apparently, you know, I guess what's happening with COVID and everything being shut down, the arenas and the, the tours and the stadiums, rappers are, are struggling for cash. And... Uh, recently, G Herbo was arrested for um, wire fraud and identity theft, uh, where they were charging up millions of dollars on private jets, uh, designer dogs, and other other um, luxury items. Uh, Casanova got tied into a RICO case 
uh, for his gang activities, but PPP loans was one of the things where the FBI threw it into the investigation where they, they might've been doing some fraudulent stuff with that. A few weeks uh, back, a rapper made a video with actual unemployment checks that he was receiving uh, when they were giving out the ex- extra $600. That who, was a few who was that rapper's name? I don't mean to cut you off. Who was that rapper's name that did that? Um, Do you have a name on him? Can you look? I, I'll talk while you look him up real fast because I want to give that man props. That person right there deserves to be freed. Somebody, I, I wanted to do the hood, you know, the hood thing when people say free, that person's name, that's why I needed that name. So I can say free that person's name because he was rapping about his unemployment checks that he had on fraud. I mean, it don't get no realer. Yeah, his name was Mook Bizzle. Free Mook Bizzle. Continue, Nuke. I'm sorry. Nuclear weapon, Nuke. Oh, Bizzle. Nuke as in noose, but not noose, but Nuke, N-O-O-K? N-U-K-E. Oh, Nuke. Okay. Well, how about that? Um, Yeah. So like you have all of these people like, so it feels like with this pandemic, right, that all of that free money that Congress just shot into the economy was like a carrot dangling in front of people's eyes where it's like, yo, this is an opportunity for me to come up once and for all. And And they were so lax in its implementation that people saw opportunities and I like people was just taking the money. And then you fast forward to now things are starting to level off. Now they're going back and investigating these people and locking them up. They, they actually did an audit where President Trump and uh, people close to him, his business associates and family were actually taking PPP loans like illegally, like they were not listing employees or fraudulently listing employees to boost up the amounts of money that they'll be able to get from the loan and taking advantage of it. Now, the president apparently is immune from prosecution. We don't know what's going to happen after January 20th, but uh, (laughs) it's interesting. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm on the fence about it because it's like, on the one hand, I can't knock the hustle. Uh, And then on the other hand, it's like, yo, the feds is targeting rappers. Or are they just saying that they're rappers so they can't have these feds like they, the feds can watch them, but they can't just necessarily just jump up and arrest them? Because if these were normal dudes in Chicago, they would have been arrested. How about that? I think because let's be honest, who like I ain't trying to be rude. I ain't trying to be rude. Who the f- are these rappers, though? Like, who the f- is a, the f- is a who's a T-Glow? Who's a Hebrew? Who the fuck are these guys though? Like these ain't no, these ain't no Herbo, G Herbo. Who the fuck is this? G Herbo is pretty uh, prominent in the rap industry out of Chicago, definitely. I mean, okay, he's prominent as a Chicago rapper, but I mean, that's not like saying you're Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, you know, mm-hmm. even Shaha the Prince, like somebody that I actually know. He did songs with Nicki Minaj, my That's fine. Everybody did a song with Nicki Minaj now in these days. That's all right. You know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy did a song with Nicki Minaj. I'm just saying, I mean, no disrespect to them. I'm just saying they're not even an artist that I necessarily know. Like, you don't have a hit. That's what I'm saying. No disrespect. Just no disrespect. He's also dating Fabulous's daughter. I mean, these are children. I don't like, like, I'm not, I'm not even, first of all, first of all, and we was talking about the whole, you know, money, you know, a guy making money and doing what he got to do, whatever the case may be. Look, this guy over here doing fraudulent just so he can date fabulous daughter. I mean, you know, this dude right here is a G. I can't knock him. I'm just saying he's not a real rapper. I'm just saying he's you. He is uh, he is a criminal disguised as a rapper. He is a white collar criminal disguised as a rapper. And I'm being funny with the white collar criminal talk, by the way. I'm just being funny. He's a no, white collar criminal disguised as a rapper. I don't think that's the case. So I don't think that's the case for G Herbo. And I don't think that's the case for Casanova. What I think it is, is that they are aligning themselves with criminals in their crews and their organization. They are doing pretty well. If you like G Herbo just made uh, 30, 30 under 30. He just made the Forbes 30 under 30 for his success that he's had in the rap game so far. So he's doing pretty well for himself. But I feel like 
the people that he keeps He's in around. a Forbes 30 under 30. Correct. Yo, hold up. And this just got listed about a week ago. So this is ridiculous. How many people bought? Okay, go ahead. You talk. I, I gotta. I gotta read. Maybe I'm losing something. Go ahead. You talk. My bad, bro. So what I'm saying is, is like I don't think that G Herbo needs to steal a million point five dollars worth of merchandise. But I think he attaches himself to a crew who decides to do it. He doesn't. He's not going to turn a man. He's gonna, you know. uh ride on the private jet if they book it. He's not directly doing it, but because he is who he is, he's going to get attached to the indictment and get in trouble. The same thing with Casanova. I don't think Casanova is still out here, you know, doing stick-ups and robberies as a rapper who's making, at the very least, hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, you know, in appearance money. He's not out there doing scams and trying to go back to jail. But... He's an easy target because he's with the feds. Um, he's, he's who the feds is going to, you know, put out there so that when they do put the headline out, it makes the story stick more. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. A big dream, dreaming that maybe I live in a big house with white picket fencing. My husband, my daughter, my son, and a dog showing that I love them all. Barely portrait on the wall, and any way you know I'm call. <laughs> but I'm stuck on a mat, still getting to the back. Home extend on my lap, nine to five on my back. This shit ain't where it's at. Lord, put me on the map, gotta give me a pack. Setting goals on the rack, I do everything but cap. Giving up, what's that? Huh? What do I see when I look in the mirror? Bad shit, then he's sewing that hair No acne, my skin clear Check my makeup, fix my hair Stay blessed cause I'm still here This lady's hope, this shit ain't fair Fuck it, I don't even care What do I see when I look in the mirror? Bad shit, then he's sewing that hair No acne, my skin clear Check my makeup, fix my hair Stay blessed cause I'm still here This lady's hope, this shit ain't fair Fuck it, I don't even care Cause it's supposed to be worth it The neighbors, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Now that's a little kid shit. I'm about to hood back plus show hood, and that's rich. Have a good so fired up they could pay their rent. Give a job to sis, give a job to bro. Give a minimum hope. Figure out how to cope with all the bullshit. Meeting us at the door. But 101 years later, we was killing it and you ruined it. You a goddamn hater. If you in a Kool-Aid, then tell me what's a goddamn flavor. You ain't no goddamn savior. I got real, not paper. But 101 years later, why? Is it supposed to be worth it? Every day is a mess, but it's supposed to be worth it. I've been in my seconds, I done put the worth in. So I gotta keep working, yeah, yeah Supposed to be worth it Every day is a mess, but it's supposed to be worth it All the minimum seconds I done put the work in But the job never done, so I gotta keep working, yeah Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here